Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes, and I'm back after a long delay with Peter Donahue. We're at the Cube. Pete, it's great to see you. <laughs> Same here, Andy. I'm, I'm excited to hear about your trip to Monterey and Big Sur and Pebble Beach. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, have you been on been on any trips? You know. No, I've stayed. Uh, you know, pretty well. Let me see. Pretty close to home. My wife and I shouldn't say that. We traveled up to Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, uh, uh, last week, and we visited my wife's family, and it was a. Uh, you know, it was something that I, I I hadn't done in our forty years of marriage. I was always working in the when everybody else was on holiday, and so it was uh, felt great to catch up with them. Yeah. I think that's part of uh, a big part of what. Uh, this next stage of my life is uh, all about. Is what catching up with people? Yeah, renewing, uh, you know, uh, acquaintances and friendships uh, that, uh, you know, I, I have. Uh, I would say some of them have sort of lapsed, uh, yeah. you know, and and uh, and and a lot of these people, a lot of people, you know, I, I really value, and uh, it's just kind of the way I created my life and now it's a new opportunity yeah um okay we'll get you you brought up california you brought up my trip um to monterey have you have you played the did you play the himalayas putting course in st andrews yes yeah can you describe it for us well uh it's a vet it's a very large uh putting green and uh i think it's two acres of putting green and um, and on one half of it, it has an, uh, I think it has moguls kind of and, and rolls going through the whole thing. But in one half of it, it has the most amazing moguls and, and just field of crazy knobs and up and down things you've ever seen. And uh, so anyway, it's endlessly fun. We're talking like two feet high. Oh, yes. Just at least, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because when, so the Tiger Woods, you know, I don't know, he, he recently famously was hired to redesign the Hay, the par three course at Pebble Beach. Um, and then he added like a, a putting green similar, you know, he just copied the Himalayas. I don't think it was as extreme or as big, but the same, you know, the same things in mind. Um, you know, I'm not sure Tiger was out, you know, shaping the land and rolling balls around, you know, to see how it would break. But, you know, his name is on the, the thing. Um, but when people say putting green, when I, tried to, when I tried to convince people to go, it was a little, it was hard. I had to do some work because it's like, oh, a putting green, you know. For people who aren't really into golf, it just sounds like, a, you know, a flat, boring thing that, you know, with a couple holes in the ground. But mm -hmm. they, and I'm pretty sure the Himalayas does this as well in St. Andrews, is like each day they put, make a new course out of this, of, you know, so 18 holes, so you actually go through and you can play it and you can keep score. And, um, yeah, it's, like, pretty extreme putting. That was 
That was maybe the unexpected hot golf highlight we played at Pacific Grove and Pasa Tiempo. And but but af- but at the you know the putting course is so often after people like were hitting putts they would just, like jump back and like oh I want to try that again because of just how it's you know how it's breaking and how it's going and so um, I don't know that's I don't know that's what golf is at its best. I think I, so too. When it's like oh let me try that like, yeah. as opposed to like oh I hope I don't hit it there or you know whatever or I better make this putt. It's like that. So I don't know that was. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you're right. You're right. Let me have a go at this. You know, well, let me let me have another go at this. You know, when you know you've got a good course and a good situation when you when you create that reaction, you're so right. Because yeah, golf, I guess, like at this point of the year for me, like every year, I it, golf gets to the point where it's not as I don't know, it's not as exciting as it was in May or April. It's like a play, you know played long enough to see what my patterns are and what my it's almost like I know myself so well and it's it's like oh okay I'm gonna go do that you know I and I'm not complaining it's like but if I'm gonna go shoot in the mid 70s again and that's good you know for some people that'd be like the round of their life but uh after doing it so many times it's like oh okay I need a new I don't know something fresh yeah something fresh exactly right and that's what uh you know, as we return and have returned many times to uh, books like Golf in the Kingdom, um, you know, when Shivas uh, singing the praises of the game and he says, haven't you ever, you know, looked at a face and, you know, a familiar face and seen it change and because you've seen something new in it? And uh, that's what uh, that's what golf invites us to do at this time of year because, you know, it's um, like you say. It's the same old thing. You're going to meet the same old you and the and and uh, the same old set of challenges. And uh, and we w- and we long for something a little different. You know, a little different way of of looking at things. Or like you say, I mean, some of us. You know, after you've become your your palate has become jaded, the only thing that you can do is go for more and more exotic experiences and that's uh you know that's kind of a shame (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no i guess for me it was more um so like uh, first round we played at pacific grove and it's like you know i the the one club that i always am like hot or cold with is like driver and it's like been like pretty good actually last month this summer is probably like the one of like the best driving you know, summers, which is like really good, been hitting it nice and straight and more in control than in the past. But it's just like, this was just a day where it just like wasn't going to be in control. And I like found that out like after hole three. And I didn't have the, I didn't have like the energy or the motivation to be like, oh, I'm going to like fight this today. Or like, I'm going to take on this battle. It's like, oh, all right, I'll just kind of go through, go through the day and look for other things to enjoy as opposed to, which I think was fine. You know, I enjoyed myself and, um, Pasa Tiempo was not as extreme as that, but it's just similar things like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is just going to happen. And it's not going to make me ruin my day. But also like the, if it were earlier in the year, I feel I'd be like, Oh, like let's like, I would see that as a mountain to climb, but it, for whatever reason it didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're, uh, 
you know, we meet each other every day and we're different. And, uh, um, you know, and I think that, uh, that the fact that you find things to enjoy about it, I, I, I find the same thing. I mean, this summer, I would say, uh, I was out uh, yes, uh, day before yesterday with Marilyn. We went up to Spring Valley and, uh, and as I, we were going to the first tee, there was a, a PJ golf professional that is my age that uh, I played with over the years and I haven't played tournament golf in years now and so I waved to him but he you know had a heart, didn't recognize he sort of knew me he knew he knew me anyway he came out um, you know to the uh, to the first hole after we teed off and he said hey you know Peter I he said I'm you know, my age I, you know I, I forget but he said wow you know uh I saw you, and 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 then I saw you playing left-handed, and you and you're not left-handed, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then he told me, you know, how well he'd been playing, and uh, at 71, he'd shot uh, over at Bryn Mawr in the senior club, the senior uh, PGA Illinois PGA Championship. He shot, shot 75 and 78, uh, you know. That's nice golf, breaking 80 for, you know, a 71-year-old yeah. guy, playing with 50-year-old guys. And, uh, and But in my game, you know, I'm just out on the golf course uh, taking a swing and chasing the ball, you know, because I'm just trying to um, find my, my way and become more athletic uh, as, a, as a left-handed golfing athlete and, uh, and see if I can, you know, hit some good shots and maybe string together a few good shots and – I'm in no way in a mode where keeping score has any interest for me at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, it's just a different deal. And yet, you know, I'm thinking to myself, even as, you know, I wave goodbye to Roy, you know, I'll be back. You'll see me again <laughs> out mm-hmm. there. I'll, I'll play in tournaments again, uh, you know, in the next year or two. Um, you know, that's... Uh, but, you know, I'm, uh, as, as we all are, in a state of development, and my state of development right now is, you know, recovering and rehabbing and relearning. And, uh, and, and as you say, you know, I find enjoyment in things not, not yeah. about keeping score necessarily or shooting the best round that you've ever shot have you kept score at all this year Mm, well i keep score of you know i i would say uh, i would say that i sort of know what the score would be and and uh uh and I would say that it would probably be from, you know, 85 to 95. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that I, I can't, you know, play stretches of holes uh, at, at uh, close to par because mm-hmm. I do. Uh, but, um, but I'm still uh, – I can still hit wild, wild terrible shots and, and really kind of lose my way swing-wise as far as, like, knowing how to do what I'm doing. Because you know, I uh, you know, on top of everything else, I'm still going for a swing motion that I've never had in my you know in my life. I've never swung the way I'm endeavoring to swing right now with mm-hmm. more rotation and more uh, and more things that I'm learning. Uh, you know about how the uh, you know how power can be generated and and how the grip 
uh, and the sidedness of the game, you know, gets expressed. And uh, so, you know, in many ways, I mean, I've just absolutely, you know, gone away from all convention. And uh, I don't even grip the club with my hands together <laughs> most, most of the time. Do you have split grip? I, had, I mean, it gives me a completely different uh, sense of of purpose in each hand and like how and split I, are we talking here oh not not split like very far just a apart, little bit. couple of inches okay yeah got it you know but it gives me uh, i i uh, you know it's it's turning my it's helping me to turn my mind around on 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 how to hit a golf ball and it's it's helping me to you know appreciate what uh, the words that we've used as teachers all of our lives, which, you know, I'm only going to speak for myself, but we've always said uh, for 40, 50 years, we've said, well, there's many different swings in the game. But I, I don't think we really understood, you know, how they were different. We understood that they, they looked different, but uh, we didn't really know what we were looking at. You know, and uh, and all of the two-dimensional uh, sequence photographs you can look at don't actually tell you the story. I mean, once you've once you've swung and you've started to experiment with three-dimensional movement, you realize that uh, you cannot look at a at a at 64 still frames and ascertain accurately what that athlete is is doing and feeling where how they're trying to produce power mm. the numbers the 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 images look the same um you know largely uh and uh, but um that's why form you know has uh, if you don't understand the, the functionality of what you're looking at then you don't understand anything and and you know, for years, uh, we were, uh, you know, just obsessed with lines and form. And uh, well, I think people still are to to some extent of when it comes. It's a it's an easy way to te to give a golf lesson. Yeah, is you can obviously see some differences in what what people should be different. But so then, how would you? I don't know. I've been thinking about this. Uh, I mean, we t we talk about this all the time. I feel like, but of like, when would you change? You know, how would you change someone's? Have you thought about changing technique, or how did you go through this, this like learning learning process? Like, because you've it's been a long time coming. Yeah, you know, I think I told you one time I was at, I was at Glencoe in the middle of a lesson uh -huh. with a gal that I've been teaching for about five years, and I've been teaching her to you know throw her arms out from her body and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden it occurred to me that she's if she was pulling the handle in towards her body and rotating out in front of it, um, you know, Hardy, uh, I've forgotten what he calls, lead arm long is sure. one of them. And then, uh, you know, the oh, handle pulling yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, I, I realized in the middle of the lesson that she'd be better off. <laughs> going this this way, way that I that I'd only just started to see mm -hmm. and so uh so I I uh I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a very uh, bold person under normal circumstances but when I'm in a lesson if I think something is right I will change at least in those days and so I <laughs> that was the last time I ever saw her <laughs> <laughs> 
imagine. Yeah, imagine that. So that's that's been uh, some time coming, and uh, uh, and yes, I uh, as I as I teach players nowadays, my uh, if they're if it looks like their swing, uh, you know, calls for this their their body type and their personality and their a, uh, aptitude for swinging looks like uh, it's a candidate for this way of, of, of attacking the ball I, I definitely teach it and uh, and have had great success actually with um, you know with with a number of students so what have you learned from your own like from teaching yourself to play golf left-handed that has like impacted how you teach other people to play golf or even you, you could even wouldn't even have to be how you teach other people to play golf or like how, you know, common people teach how to play golf. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, Andy, I, as, as uh, just from, from the get go, um, just the, the grip as a, for instance, and the way that we would go about, you know, teaching, uh, teaching the, the functionality of, of golf. I, I, I found myself standing up in front of, a, a, I don't know, five or six years ago, a first tee coaches meeting and saying to people, you know, I, I'm not certain that we shouldn't be teaching people to play golf with their hands split. Uh, and uh, now, I mean, I, I, I absolutely believe it. I do believe that a, a plastic hockey stick and a, and a foam, uh, tennis ball or a tennis ball um, or a six-inch gator skin dodgeball is um, is a great way to introduce the game. I also think that uh, that the standing position um, is, uh, is a position that creates uh, the ball is way down there. If you were on your knees, the ball would be way out there. And though the standing position and the kneeling position uh, stimulate to me two different uh, perspectives, and and therefore will create will stimulate different kinds of swing motion. I think you'll get a, a more vertical swing motion from a standing position, and a more horizontal and rotational swing motion from a kneeling position or a seated position. And and I've started to you know sit on swivel stools, and um, and experiment with with that uh, because you know years ago when when we see trick shot artists uh, you know or or people who wanted to argue a point a lot of people would say uh, let me show you how the golf swing has nothing to do with the legs I'm going to hit this ball from a seated position and so. I remember seeing that for the first time. But if you looked at the person, he he had his feet on the ground. And his his <laughs> feet were definitely grounded, and he was definitely grounded. Mm-hmm. And what I found out is that, um, you know, if you if you isolate the arm swing uh, from a kneeling or a sitting position, it will go more tend to go more around. You may have to encourage it with some people, but it will tend to go more around. And then if you let the body, uh, the, your butt, start to swivel on the swivel stool, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because it stays pretty centered. 
And now if you begin to elevate yourself and stand slightly out of that seated position and move your butt the same way it's been rotating on the stool, it was a pretty good position. Hmm. And, and so at any rate, I've, uh, you know, in my left-handed uh, explorations, you know, I've tested this stuff because I'm looking to create function in myself, more coordinated backhands, more coordinated forehands with my left arm, which is not my dominant throwing arm. And um, so I look for ways to exercise that. And so I explore, you know, kneeling and sitting as well as standing. And and I feel as if it's forming uh, an approach uh, for training people that I'm excited about, and I'm excited to continue to develop uh, it. Oh, I don't even know the follow-up to that. Sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, when you say, so, I mean, there still has to be some relationship between function. What, can you go a little more into function? Um, yeah, because well, I function, you know, function in golf is is squaring the club face and creating appropriate power. Okay. And so, um, so certain movements are you know less functional than than others. Yeah, when you you know when you uh, get a shaft, you know that's uh, that's. Uh, really vertical or crosses the mm-hmm. line at the top of the backswing, people's reaction or in the shaft's reaction on the downswing is an interesting thing to observe. I mean, I have one student who when he crosses the line, that stimulates a, a, a fast whip over of his forearms when he comes through and he hits hooks. Mm. And I have an, uh, another student that I started working with two weeks ago that when he does that, gets it vertical, his arms, uh, his forearms have to go th- into a, a kind of a reverse rotation where they're actually reversing to the right and the club face is opening up as he comes down because from this position, mm-hmm. from this cross the line or, or actually forearms rotated left, when he swings down, the forearms rotate to the right, the club face opens and he struggles to square it so he hits balls wildly to the right so getting him more on a on a uh, uh, a flatter more round slant uh actually makes the squaring motion uh with his forearms and his wrists um much simpler and so um and so that's that's function and and speed is function you know, being able to swing as powerfully as you can or being able to, you know, vary that speed appropriately. And so um, so I go to, uh, for those things, I go to uh, one-hand swinging and look to find well, what would my, if I had less going for me, if I only had one arm and that arm was my right arm and I was going to play backhanded, um, what would be the easiest, most powerful way for me to swing it, and uh, and so that's what I seek now. I and I and I have a better. Um, 
I, I tweak choices. You know, uh, I, uh, there is a, you know a swing motion that can go uh, inside out, and, and and there's a motion that can kind of turn around you and feel like it's going outside in, and uh, a swing that feels like it's more backswing oriented, and a swing that feels like it's more forward swing oriented, and so. I just keep playing with those things and seeing, in my case, you know, what effects that has. Have you been teaching a lot more this summer? I haven't seen you that much. Have you been doing a few a few lessons a week? Yeah, I've been teaching about 10 hours a week. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, ju- I teach a lot on, uh, do a lot of my teaching on Sundays and, uh, and early in the morning. Um, are any of these new people? Or are they people you've known? No, uh, they're. It's about. I would say it's about half and half. How do you? I see my maybe it's like myself, but maybe others as well. The the tendency to want to like talk a lot when teaching people something, and or like the student kind of you feel the the student expects you to be like the doctor in the room giving you the full diagnosis. But I, I would imagine you don't do that. Well, uh, you know, I love to talk. Um, and so um, so I, 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 I work to get away, you know, get away from that. But you, you do have to make a first impression and you do have to get to know somebody. And so, um, you know, having a conversation and, uh, and educating them about the physical laws that they're playing with uh, requires words. So I, I would say I'm word I'm wordier early uh, but um, but what I'm going for is is for their experience and I, and I, I find myself uh, making note that uh, I would have uh, when I get to certain things happen and I, I don't say anything and I, I make note of the fact that I used to, I would have said something at this point, you know, I would have uh, filled in with a lot of really cool knowledge and a lot of stuff, and uh, I don't do that. Why don't you do that? Well, because I don't want to distract them from their experience uh, uh, with, you know, as valuable as the knowledge is, uh, it's, uh, it's lost. If there's too much of it, you know, I have I'm going through right now a uh, in a relationship with a, a physical therapist who's coaching me in in exercise and movement, and uh, I notice that um, I don't remember a lot of the valuable things that he tells me because he's sometimes tells me too much, and. Um, and I, I can only walk away with maybe three things. And, but he will have given me like seven really cool things. And uh, so, uh, so, that, so I, I make note of that. Well, if I don't remember that, and I have a, a pretty strong intention mm-hmm. to learn and to remember, um, well, then what's somebody who's not as... Uh, experienced or committed a stu- as a student as I as I think I am and so um, 
So I, anyway, I save my my talking, you know, for the summary, and I uh, and I tend to uh, write emails um, because I, I think it's uh, again I found that when my physical therapist sends me notes that helps me to remember hmm. that that's very much appreciated, and uh, and so so I made it a point to. Um, to write emails to people when when I'm done, so I do most of my talking then. <laughs> yeah, and so the the time spent. I, I feel like in everything, there's are, are lots of like te- teacher student relationships. Not just in golf. There's just the tendency of the teacher to spend more time, talk. You know, doing do all the talking and not give the student enough space to kind of like figure things out or to get things wrong. Um, yeah. And so, like, Michael Hebron writes about in his books, but I haven't had enough, you know, I haven't, like, I don't have years of experience, like, testing these theories out, but you have, so. Well, you know, and we, uh, I was looking at something the other day, and uh, it was a, oh, it was a introductory piece that we'd done on the Academy back uh, uh, before it was the golf practice, and... um, and uh, the principles that we set down in there was that the, the, the first principle was the students teach themselves. It's the student that, that's the star of the show, not the instructor. And, um, and that, uh, that uh, thinking in terms of mental imagery rather than, um, rather than uh, words was was the second principle and then and then that rhythm was kind of the glue that it was the it was the mixing bowl where you can take particulars and create a wholeness out of them mm-hmm. uh, and so that was those three principles and and the comments from people you know over the years like why we were unique mm. you know all always came back to that very first thing these guys actually listened to me. You know, they actually respect my opinion <laughs> and mm. those kinds of things. So, so uh, setting your intention to be that and then deliberately collecting positive feedback from that uh, started to create, uh, you know, a habit in, in me. It, it certainly created a stance mm. where I would check myself or be mindful of, who was the star of the show here, uh, and you know who was I acting in a way that was consistent with the notion that it was the student that was going to teach themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you you know you you start to form yourself uh, mm-hmm. over the years uh, of uh, checking yourself you know when you're involved with people. So so I uh, I now. Um, I'll, I walk away a lot um, and, uh, and because I, you know, uh, I give, I, if you said to somebody, uh, if the teacher says to a student, now work on this mm-hmm. and uh, come back to me when you have accomplished it or you have a question. Hmm. And now, you know, uh, you, can yeah. wa- you can watch them uh, <laughs> sure. from afar to mm-hmm. see, well, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know, are they staying fo- organized? Are they 
looking like they're aimless or confused or hacking around, and then uh, then go back and check with them sure. and find out wh how they're reporting on what they're doing, and, and then you'll find out. You know, if you, a lot of times I think to myself, oh, that person doesn't look like they have a, a purpose, uh -huh. and then you know I find out once I uh, once they start talking that oh, I just I see, I didn't see the pattern, I didn't see what they were doing. But uh, so it's pretty cool to shut up now and then <laughs> <laughs> actually find out. Yeah, I um, I think that's really cool. It's great ideas. Um, yeah, it's but it, it, like I just think I mo you know mostly work with kids, some adults. The the and I, I, I guess I haven't got this feedback specifically from lessons, but more from like camps and stuff. And you've heard it all before of like. Why aren't you teaching the kids anything? And so, you know, I guess one of the off-season tasks is is going to be, you know, articulating that, you know, that that reasoning. Because um, it's not that we're not teaching them. We're just teaching them in a different way than, you know, they would maybe expect. So Yes, exactly. Then that's exactly right. It's a different way than they would expect. But it's... it's uh, it's important, I think, to uh, develop uh, a, especially with kids, develop uh, that end of the session uh, review with them, mm -hmm. so that they they leave with particulars, and uh, and if if it's not a written thing and. Uh, it doesn't. Not that writing has to be the most important. It ought to be a memorable thing, you know. Like people remember things that are crazy, cartoonish, uh, funny, wild, vivid uh, yeah. things. So if your ideas, you know, leave with the kid with uh, in that kind of a, a of a uh, format, then when he gets into the car and and is asked, "How did your lesson go?" Uh, as you notice, most parents now will si will simply ask if the kid had fun. Mm -hmm. Did you have fun in your lesson? They don't even ask, you know, or a lot of sure. them, wh whether there was any learning going on. Uh, but, um, you know, I think with juniors, um, our tendency, because we know that they're going to get into the car and go, I don't know. <laughs> is is like well we we feel like we need to act in a prescribed fashion to act in such a way that we appear to be transferring a lot of good information to them and uh and 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 uh and honestly a lot of uh, of adults you know do think that uh, the your value should be measured in the volume of your words you know that that they feel like well that's that's what education is mm -hmm. right the teacher telling me what to do and telling me what to do in a way that will enable me to do it right mm -hmm. right so coach you need to tell me better because i'm not getting this hmm. so what would you say what what advice would you give to so i'm just gonna create a fictional you know golf instructor who's you know on the you know the driving range watching a stu their student let's say they're slicing they're slicing their drives and this is like, a, you know, the guy shoots 100. So he's got lots. Let's just say he, you know, his weight, he like sways back and forth with his weight. His his arms like lift up really high and he kind of, 
let's just say like early extends and like jumps through the ball, you know. Um, sometimes he slices it, sometimes he chunks it, sometimes he tops it. Okay, so they're they're hitting, you know, they hit they hit a shot that slices, and then this coach jumps in and is like, oh, that your, you know, your club face was open there. Let's uh close it better this time. And the next time they hit they hit, and this time they they chunk it. And it's like, oh, your weight your weight shift, you know. You, you were too far on your back foot. We got we got to get forward again. And then it's like, okay, then they hit another one. It was like, okay, kind of like back to a slice. Oh, club face. And then, um, you know, then they top one. And it's like, oh, you came out of that. Like, obviously, this is like silly, but the, I think that happens with people. Um, I guess with coaches, but also with like students who are then like, let's just say like love to watch like YouTube videos online to try to figure out, you know, why am I doing this or why am I doing that? Like, what would what would a better process be? Well, I think the, 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 the process, the, the better process is to, um, is to go for, for me, for my money, is to go for solid contact first, um, you know, to, to deal with the issues of, uh, of reach and stability um, and, uh, and, a, a, and a swoosh. You know, as you and I have talked, I think, you know, I've kind of in my mind gotten it down to, hey, this is about a swish, it's about your reach, and it's about angling. Mm -hmm. And um, and so uh, I am I go for to see if, if we can get the most athletic move that they can make, and that, that is in the form of a swish. And... Um, if I need to uh, sit them in a chair, if I need to educate them, you know, uh, you know about how their hands and arms can move, um, but I, pr I, I, I go for uh, what I think are pretty straightforward athletic actions, like a baseball swing at a level height, uh, and uh, and uh, and finishing in balance. And once somebody has found that that motion, then I, uh, you know, I, I uh, set up a challenge for them to hit something, uh, and whether that that thing is a tee on the ground or a gate on the ground or a large ball on the ground, mm -hmm. um, any of those things can can suffice. And so we go we go to the next step. Can you make that swing and govern the reach? Uh, outward, and there's no point in uh, in uh, you know in dealing with directional issues until you've you've straightened that that out. Mm -hmm. uh, and if someone comes to you and says, "Hey, coach, you know, I need to learn how to play golf to to in order to play this weekend," I mean, um, what you have to be able to to uh, teach them is a game that they can play on the course with other people because it might not they might not be able to play the game that everybody else is playing yeah we've got um maybe we can end with this hey i've got, we got us we played a match played a couple matches this summer it's most competitive my golf my golf gets. I want to, you know, Zach thinks I 
I don't ever care about score, you know, score. And so I have to tell, I try, I try to explain. He's like, you talk on the podcast. Oh, score doesn't matter. He's like, I just like to compete sometimes. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're trying to say that like score doesn't matter. You're just balancing between like score matters a lot and score doesn't matter at all. And, you know, find the middle there. So maybe that hasn't come across maybe with your statements earlier today. I guess I don't want us to be pigeonholed into a, Golf isn't about score, you know, like because because no. I, I don't think that's what what any no. of us are saying. Oh so. no, I don't think so either. I think if you, uh, I think if you're, if you're, you know, that really engages you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was when I was up at Spring Valley uh, this this a uh, couple of days ago. Uh, you know, these old guys are in there, and they are gambling. They're talking about how much they're gambling for. <laughs> I mean, they're gambling for, you know, oh, I lost $900. <laughs> at Spring Valley? Yeah, wow. at Spring Valley. Jeez, and so, and then I see the old geezers. They're all they're all uh, playing the back nine in mm-hmm. their league. And, I mean, these guys can hit it and mm. play. I mean, there's younger guys and old guys, and everybody's go- going out there. I think when you're – when you're geared up for that kind of fun, uh-huh. that's fun. Uh-huh. I mean, I really, I love that stuff. And I find, you know, I was I was talking to a student of mine the other day, and uh, he's getting he's getting to a point in his life where he's 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 kind of a mess. He's yippish, and he's uh, with everything. And we're, we've tried to, you know, you employ every yip fix under mm-hmm. the sun for different things. And the other day, we we're out there on the putting green. And, uh, you know, I was encouraging him to uh, talk trash. You know, I, and, and I, <laughs> when I say talk trash, I don't really mean it uh, in that sense. But if you, would, if you would listen to Lee Trevino or Chichi Rodriguez, you know, playing golf, uh, you know, back in the day, they were talking all the time. And they were kind of describing what they were going to do, you know. And Lee would say, his kid, it was Caddy Herman, Herman, I think this thing, if I put this putt up here, you know, on that knob and let that thing float down and blah, 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 blah. And he's just going, and then he hits it. And he's not standing there stock still like he's about to dive from the 10-meter platform. And, uh, and, and I putt better that way. Mm-hmm. I putt way better. I play much better golf when I'm, when I'm actually talking about what I'm about to do mm-hmm. because it actually draws me into what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and to me, that lends itself to competing with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm going to show you something. Whether you're competing with them or not, hey, watch yeah. this. I'm going to knock this thing <laughs> right in the jar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get yourself into an excited mode and a, and a deeply involved mode. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah, no, w- absolutely. And so, so I want to share, share this, this story that you're – we're going to come to you as like the godfather of golf. You know, this could be like the segment where, you know, you're the, you can be the judge and jury. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave everyone's, I'm going to leave people's names out of it. Cause you might, you know, you might know some of the people you might not. Okay. They're all, we are playing. There are six of us. I would consider all of these people, some of my best, like my favorite people to play golf with in, you know, in the world. Okay. And so, um, we had, well, we decided that we were going to play a match that day and it was three, three against three 
you know, we had this this game coming all week. And so it was like we were pretty excited about how it's going to go. There was, you know, some friendly, like, trash talking of, like, oh, like, why is this other team, why are they so excited to play? They think, like, they can beat us, you know, things like that. Um, we find out the day before the match that one of one of the players who was on my team could only could only stay for nine holes. So so then it's like the other team wasn't super happy about that. But but then but on the first tee we're like, okay, like it's a nine it has to be a nine hole match, right? Like we'll keep playing, we'll do something else in the back nine, but like, you know, we'll we'll play nine holes because we we're gonna lose the guy after and they everyone was like, Yeah, okay, we'll do nine holes. And so we we finish the round and we I know you know where this is going, I, I can tell. Um, but we we get on, you know, we finished the round, like my team was we were three under and we knew the other we were like kind of checking the scores. We knew they birdied the last, but that only put them to two under. So we knew that we won and we were like, we were pretty happy. Like we had some it was like a great it was like team best ball and my, none of us played good, but like my team, we had like a really good team uh you know, team effort where like one person, two guys were out of the hole and one guy hit it to like a foot for birdie. And so it was like, you know, it's like fun stories or like two of us were in the trees and one guy was, was OB in the woods, but like we made par anyway, you know, things like that, that like were good, like stories of like why golf is fun to play competitively and play the match. And so we're like coming, like very ha- like happy with how we played. Uh, but then these, the other team, you know, who is my good friends that like come off, we're like, the, the only thing they say is, it can't be just nine holes. Nine holes, not enough time. <laughs> we can't do a nine hole match. Like it's eighteen. We we all agreed on eighteen holes earlier in the week. You know, even though like before, you know, that none of it was like none of this that they were saying was you know right before the round. They only it only came out like after after the loss, and so then they you know we got bombarded. Like oh, we have to keep playing, and it's like okay, so so like we settled up. We, f- we finally agreed on like settling up for the nine and then going double or nothing on the back, which, you know, so three against two, which I didn't like my, I was the only person who didn't want to do that. It's like, well, this is, this is, we're just going to lose. Like, it's fine. But I, I don't know. So I was just like upset that I didn't have a choice <laughs> over the matter. Um, and so I don't, so yeah, we, we ended up losing. It wasn't even close. Like, Lost by four, like the two versus three, because one of the, the one person who left was was our best player that day. So, um, I guess I just wanted your your opinion on that matter. Because well, okay, maybe okay. The reason how it actually relates to <laughs> rather than just like vindicating myself, like okay, I'm not using this podcast for my own selfish interest, like to that extent is, what well, like, to me like th- these are people who like I. And I still kind of think this. We've talked after the fact. There have been, you know, a few apologies exchanged. So it's, you know, it's okay. But but when, when it, it golf, like, the competitive aspect of it or the scorekeeping aspect of it, like, it's so easy for it just to, like, tip to, you know, kind of, like, too far, in my opinion. I don't know. So I, well, I guess I'm interested. I'm sure you've had f- a fair amount of scenarios like that. I where think that, uh, yes, and I think that, uh, um, you know, the, in the trash talking deal, if trash talk never ends, if 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 it's not ended by you know okay, when we get in at nine holes, we're going to settle up the nine hole match, mm-hmm. and are we all in agreement with that? Because you know I had a friend of mine years ago who I, I'd play with him. We'd 
play bar games together, right? And he would he would always do the same thing. He'd start losing, and then he du- we'd double the bet. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're just playing double or nothing until he owes me $48,000. <laughs> it's just like, come on. You know, yeah. like, uh, that's not, that's, I don't want to play with you. Uh-huh. I don't even want to sit down for the first time and play with you. Where are my bragging rights? Because yeah. he would never let me have bragging uh-huh. rights. It was always like, we, we, we wouldn't end until he, he would won the game and, and gone even. Mm-hmm. And I just like stomped him. <laughs> and so, so, so the uh, so I don't know. Some guys I think want to perpetuate that uh, chatter, and so that's why they come in and change the game and start crying foul and uh, you know and all that kind of stuff. I think in their minds they're thinking that it's it's all perhaps they're thinking it's all in good fun, or maybe they're just Welshers. They 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 never pay off, mm. you know. And so you find out. You find out which one, yeah, which, which one is they which, are. You know, yeah. come on, man. You know, I'm sure there's some really clever phrase about put up or shut up here. You know, walking, walking the walk, and talking the talk, and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. if you're not, if you're not paying off, if you're not a quick payer, yeah. I'm not playing with you. I guess I won't tell you who this was then, because <laughs> <laughs> was it no, me? No, 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 no. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. Um, yeah. But I, but I, I understand. I also understand their uh, their frustration with. Oh, that was an easy thing. Like it changed from eighteen holes to nine holes to try to like change it back to. Yeah. But, oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. You know, I want a rematch. I want. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging your victory. Yeah. I want to, I don't know, acknowledge my victory, mm-hmm. and then we'll do something else. Yeah. Well, really, if we're getting really specific, like, we saw them, they birdied the first hole. They So, like, you know, we're playing near each other, and so they would have been in you know, in the lead at that point. And then, and then there's one point where we saw them, like, they all were kind of in the trees on this par three, and then so we didn't know how they finished, but you know it couldn't have been with a par. And then after that, we like got a text to our phone saying like this is an eighteen hole match. Oh. So like it wasn't until it wasn't until a couple bogeys came in. Uh, I, I would imagine uh-huh. bad bogeys. These these uh-huh. are pretty good players. So uh-huh. for th- all three of them to bogey, um, yeah. so yeah, yeah, they lost their their spirit right yeah. in the middle of the. Of the nine, or you know, they just love social media, huh. and so they 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 live for the chatter. Mm. So they were just trying to get a rise out of I you. I don't think it was that. I think it was more the first one. But yeah, I, on the back nine, you know, so I was just like annoyed at that back. The back nine, I didn't give. I wasn't like the most friendly person to play with on the back nine because I, you know, I maybe could have done better myself. But I didn't really <laughs> rise to the challenge. I was like, like screw you guys like i don't want to play you know i don't like this is dumb like i, I want to go home that's kind of the way i acted so i'm not I'm not really like i maybe could have handled that better but i don't know but it's just weird you know i don't know golf is like so it's it's like a game but it's you know i guess it's not you know it's also not though you know like these are like some of my favorite people to to like to really to play golf with and then it's like like you like Oh, like if it was someone else acting like this, like that would have been fine, you know, whatever. But it's like, really? Like, yeah, come on, man. 
thought we were. No. Well, you know, I think I- you. Uh, you know, I I benefit from the fact that I you know started playing golf as a, uh, or, you know pre adolescent and uh, and you know all of my friends uh, we all cheated. I mean, we we as ten and eleven year old guys we were uh, you know doing everything practice putts and do overs and. And, uh, you know, I could hear you thinking I get a do-over for that <laughs> and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So so it was uh, – there was always uh, – uh, that's what happens, of course. Uh, uh, that's that's a stage that uh, uh, young people go through and, and that, that uh, I know that coaches and, and child developers, uh, you know, uh, mourn is gone now because the adults are running the the stuff that they've taken the chance away from the kids to argue about mm. the rules and about fairness and about all that stuff oh, and yeah. that it's really an important social thing that was in our it was in my uh, growing up because yeah me too we, we actually played yeah. Sandlot, mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. you were always you know getting on each other there was always comment after the game was over that you guys there might have been a cheat Mm. involved in the game like you guys cheated that he was really safe (laughs) at second yeah (laughs) and and that kind of thing yeah like it was in the second inning and it was zero zero and it's like oh he was safe but then you lose like two hours later it's like oh it's that one player yeah that one play you guys cheated us that's why you won and so i think but you know you would hope that people would grow out of that after 11 or 12 years old especially if they're like 40 (laughs) (laughs) well i would imagine not i would imagine this happens like off like (laughs) things like this happen often in golf yes not with the people i'm talking about but with with the majority of people who play golf. Oh and my gosh! I mean, I don't know where I heard it one time, but I, I remember when somebody uh, suggested that uh, most people don't mature past the age of fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think you know that uh, it's funny. But over the years, in 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 being in this business of teaching and coaching people, and very successful people, and people who have you know, amassed great wealth and are uh, have positions in the community. And when you see how they act, then that they haven't really emotionally moved beyond 15, uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But, you know, it's uh, then I look in the mirror, <laughs> lest I start casting stones. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um. Well, should we end there, Pete? You got anything else? Well, I you think so, Andy. You know, we can I can always think come back next week. You um, know, we're we're just uh, you know two guys experiencing golf, and um, and so this was great to check back in with you know what what we've been experiencing and thinking, and uh, I look forward to the next time we get together. Yeah, thanks. I guess I want to I want to add that I, since that one match, I've played another match <laughs> with these people, and it was. Very, you know, very amicable the entire time. So well, that's that was what a I, that was a flaw. It, it was a, I guess maybe this is a final idea. To, and there's, I don't know. I think Jenny told me this that like, you either, mm, in marriage, if you see like an, an act that the person does it, you people either you either say it's, um, part you either judge it as being like part of their character or a flaw, 
character with like with everything that they do. Like someone doesn't do the dishes. It's like, oh, that's either they all that's what they they're a person who doesn't do the dishes, who doesn't care about other people, or it's like, oh, this is just like a flaw, like a mistake that they made that day. And so it's like every you have a cho- you have a way to judge this with, you know, everyone in the world. Yes. And, so and that's why most it's of the time it's probably a f- just a a flaw rather than part of their character, but well, it's it's a uh, it's it's something you know. Again, golf to me brings out the worst in you, and then invites you to get better. Mm. And so that's what I I think about. I I've uh, I you know, and you talk about Jenny. I was thinking about um, you know I've spent more and more time with Marilyn, and and uh, and you see certain. You know tendencies and things where you'd you'd say in your partner, you know, is this a just as you say, is this what is this? Is this a mistake or is this a flaw? Well, what I'm amazed about uh, with my partner is as over the years how she uh, comes to recognize flaws slowly, and once she does, she always works on it. Hmm. You know, so. you know, I think that that that's um, is it our character? Is it in our character if we if we do it habitually? Yes, I would say so. Uh, that's what Aristotle said. That's we are what we do habitually. But does that mean you can't change that? Hmm. No, it doesn't mean that. You can change that. Uh, you 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 have to be aware of it first, and you have to, you know. And sometimes that means stepping out of your own story about yourself and about what you're doing and, and be able to see yourself differently. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, some That's what friends are for. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, we watched... Have you, do you have HBO or the app or something? No. I, haven't, I no. haven't seen anything on HBO, but I, I can. You I can. could. There's a show called The White Lotus that we just that you might like it's only it's six episodes but it's about all these rich people who are at this like resort in hawaii um it's brand new it just came out but uh so it's about kind of a lot of different things but one of the things just that happens is that you know they just treat all the service people just horribly <laughs> of course like you know what i mean like they got put in the wrong room. They didn't get the pineapple suite when they, you know, they thought they'd be in the pineapple suite. But, you know, so like this guy, he's on his honeymoon. He's just like so mad that he didn't get the pineapple suite, even though like the suite he got was like just as good and like had a better view. But it's like, no, we booked, you know, we booked the pineapple suite. And so he has this, this caught in his mind that like these people wronged him. And, and isn't that amazing? <laughs> even though like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, isn't it wonderful that we have dramas to uh, to help us see those things? Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, it's great. It's great. It's amazing how blind you know we can be and how committed we can be to our whiny story. Clean yeah. contact. <laughs> okay, Pete. Thank you very much. I hit it. Um, you, Andy. Talk to because you. Because that shot was right. a defining moment. And when a defining moment.